Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walter Show, part of the Red Sky Radio Ministry. God bless you today. We have a lot of things to cover. We always have volume, but we don't always have uh, what diversity. You know, we don't have a lot of things. Have a lot of things. A lot to say about a few things. Today we have a lot of things to say a little about. Uh, a little bit different thing. Uh, what I want to let you know, though, and I maybe encourage people, last week, which I understand was a low listener week, a very low listener week, and I understand that. It was Thanksgiving weekend and so forth. And I sometimes wonder if maybe the title to last week's program may have not attracted people. It was called, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. And yes, I soften things up uh, for certain holidays, Thanksgiving being one of them, and the program was entitled, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. And sometimes, like I said, you know, the title, uh, it's hard to title some of these uh, programs because I cover a lot of things, and I can only fit so much into the space and the podcast title bar. And uh, But it's called He's Got the Whole World in His Hands, and it actually was a very complete, if not authoritative, because why? I'm using scripture, not my, my use my brain, but scripture is the authoritative component dealing with climate change and how it has become the new religion. And it is the, uh, instead of a weekend of thank, giving thanks, it was a weekend that dealt with people who are mostly younger people who are so afraid of what's going on or going to go on with alleged climate change, but that God has this all in his hands. While we do not have to be alarmed, while it's entirely within his control, if you didn't hear it, I would encourage you to listen to it with a pencil and uh, or pen and paper in hand to write down the passages that conclusively, thoroughly, and entirely deal with the subject of climate change as much as I, uh, allegedly climate change, as much as I could fit in to a 56-minute program. Okay, and with that, I'm going to roll with, uh, I don't have good news today, but I'm going to call it quasi-good news. Yeah, quasi-good news, um, meaning kind of good news. <laughs> and then I do have some good news after that. This story comes from um, an investigation that the FBI, which I've been hard on, justifiably hard on, as have others, uh, has actually had 40, 40 informants inside the Biden family for over the past 15 years. And the problem is, while they have brought much criminal information against the Biden to the FBI field offices around the, the country, for that time period, every time the information surfaces to the higher-ups, the FBI leadership shuts it down. So how is this quasi-good news? It's quasi-good news because this tells me that the FBI 
Well, while thoroughly sick and corrupt and anti-American at the top, at the lower levels has some good people who really are trying to do the right job. Now, do they get co-opted into doing the wrong things? Well, yeah, like being informants and um, uh, participating in the January 6th so-called insurrection. The ones that did that are scum. They're not just informants. They're ones that actually induce and entrap and facilitate the the criminals and their criminal behavior or alleged criminal behavior. But there's a bunch of good ones in there, too. I'm actually heartened by this story that it's not sick from the top to the bottom, but it is very sick at the top. I guess I liken it to having a horrifically severe head cold, so much so that you can't function, you're nasty, you're mean and angry, but from the neck down, you're actually in good shape. Your heart's good, your lungs are good, it's all in your head. You're strong, you're still doing 50 push-ups, you're running a 5K, whatever it is. Uh, That's the way that I like it. Okay, so enough of that. Number two today, actually a little bit better news, but almost as weird, if not weirder, And that is uh, coming out of a story here on World Net Daily. It says colleges have worked themselves out of a job. Now, this intrigued me because I have long felt that colleges have done a enormous disservice to a great number of impressionable youth. And I don't mean that just because they get taught garbage. They get indoctrinated instead of educated, but from the fundamental standpoint of not preparing them for real life. Not emotionally, not with a skill set, not with proper expectations. And so this is what's happened. Uh, While these colleges, you know, never have Republicans or conservatives because they're just left-wing, maniacal uh, hoods, that run these things, it seems like. But the fact of the matter is, as this writer says, instead of skills, logic, and reason, the classes focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, race, mating, and genders, sex ideologies, and more. But going on into how have they worked themselves out of the job, the fact is, um, quoting Mr. Uh, Andrew... I hope I don't know how to say this correctly. Cropachetis of Red Balloon. He said by quote, quoting, they have lost focus on the mission of preparing their children or their students. Well, they think they're their children, the students for their career. The colleges and universities become a non-factor or even a negative factor in helping job seekers find a job. End quote. And the report goes on to state that only 10%, they interviewed 905 small businesses. Only 10% of the small business owners in the survey said that they want job candidates with college degrees. They said there's this lingering belief that just completing a four-year degree entitles graduates to a high salary, and flexible hours, that half of these workers, or almost half of these workers, are looking for employment 
but they are fa- they have been they have failed the universities and colleges have failed to prepare them for the real workplace. So they go to social media and on the job lessons to try to fill in the gaps. Well, they said that uh, two thirds of these business owners, only 10% want college graduates, but two thirds of that 905 have said that graduates simply don't have relevant skills. Gee, what a surprise. Uh, and, and how could they, they can't, they still can't define what a woman is, right? They still believe there's only two genders. No, they don't. They, there are only two genders. God created male and female. All the others have been created by Democrats. So they follow this Democrat line of thinking right from the second that they matriculate. This one report said, quote, we would hire someone with hands-on experience over someone that only read about it in a book. If you ain't got the skills, you ain't got the job. Now, I find this interesting. I know some of you may remember Tommy Lahren. She was a young, younger. She's, you know, I don't know, maybe eight, seven or eight years older when she broke on the scene in her late 20s or whenever kind of a, uh, a blonde uh, firebrand for conservatism. That is until she came out as being pro-abortion. And then I think uh, Glenn Beck fired her, and I haven't seen or heard of her since. But I watched a program once uh, that she was on. I didn't follow her. I didn't. I just kind of didn't like the way she delivered. It was a little grating. Said a lot of right things until she got to the abortion thing. But she had one program where she threw everything out the window. And talked about men, young men. And she said, in disgust, why can I not find a man who knows how to change a tire on a car? Where are those guys? He said they're too, she said they're too busy on their computer. They're too busy playing video games. They're too busy hung up on their iPhone. They got no skills and no desire to learn real skills. Now, I'm sitting here with three degrees. I'm not bragging. I'm just setting the stage for my comment. I have a bachelor's degree. I have a law degree. And then I have an advanced law degree. And I am the absolute first one and have been the first one in a really long time to say that there's a lot of people for whom college is a disservice. I have a grandson who's looking to maybe complete his high schooling at a tech center where he can learn arc welding and uh, plumbing, electrical, skills that pay well. You don't go into eight gazillion dollars of debt for a useless degree in some social studies program, no preparation for anything else. Start making money right out of the way. And maybe this is the most important thing. In the days that come, they could probably go anywhere and get a job, including outside of the United States. I don't have those skills. I'm working on a few of them. I developed some earlier in life when I had no money to ever hire anybody to do anything for me. And so, yeah, I did my own carpeting. I did my own uh, 
certain construction things. I roofed my own houses. And I'm glad for what I learned. But then as I started to earn more, I started to hire people to do those things. Not an uncommon pattern at all. But I ran into a gentleman. He's actually a very good friend. I ran, ran, into, him, ran into him a number of years back who is now 86 years old. And we were working together out on an apple orchard that I happen to own, cutting out some dead wood. He's 86 or 87, and he's got a tractor, and my job was I'm cutting the dead wood out of these trees, about 50 trees, and I throw them in the bucket of his tractor, and he takes them to a burn pile, uh, where not burning, but building up these burn piles. The name was Burning. And Bernie's sitting there in the tractor, and he said, you know, Rob, he said, you know what is really a lot of fun? This is one of the most enjoyable things I've ever had, I've ever done. I said, what's that, Bernie? He said, just sitting in the tractor seat here on a beautiful, warm, sunny, late fall afternoon, watching a lawyer do all the work. Now, I laughed my head off, and I think I may have even shared that before. But the point was, after that, I said, I said, Bernie, who does not have a college education, he does not have a high school education. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, just let kids quit high school when they, the earliest possible stage. But this man can do master carpentry. He's an excellent plumber, a superb electrician, go, can, he fixes all of his own tools. And I said to him, Bernie, I said, what if I traded my college degrees, my law degrees, and my license to practice law, if we could do this, in exchange for all of your skills? He just looked at me and kind of smiled and said, you know, I have to tell you, my first job I ever did, which I became very good at, was I learned how to clean out outhouses. Well, that I said, Bernie, I think the deal is off. But the point is, he learned these skills. I've got a grandson who's going to be doing this stuff. And those skills you can take anywhere. My law degree? Where can I go practice law? California and Michigan. I can't go to the other 48 states. I mean, I could get admitted through some work and some little exams. Certainly can't go out of the United States. What good am I on a mission trip to Zimbabwe? Nothing. Except as a teacher. I could teach. I'm not saying that that's a worthless skill. It's a very good skill, but it's not a hands-on skill in some of the ways that people need hands-on skills. So I had this conversation with a friend of mine who has an insurance agency in Central California. And she was lamenting to me that she could not find somebody who wanted an entry-level position in the insurance agency, wanted to come up through the ranks, uh, underwrite property and casualty insurance, maybe be a uh, partner in an agency, maybe someday have their own agency. Very good career line. She says, Rob, I can't find anybody. She said, I have all these these kids that come out of the University of California at Santa Barbara. They come up here, they interview, and they sit there. She said, like this girl I had yesterday, she came up here wearing flip-flops to a job interview, chewing gum, and she wanted, and this is about four or five years ago, she wanted a minimum of sixty to $70,000 to start in flexible hours, and she has a sociology degree, and she has to pay for student debt. And I told her, I said, well, I hope you got rid of her. 
Hope he showed her the, uh, you know, hope the screen door slapped her on the fanny on the way out. Or don't let it slap you on the fanny on the way out. And she said, what am I going to do? I said, well, here's what you should do. Throw out the requirement. Do you really need a college degree to be able to sell insurance? You need to be sharp. You need to have an intellect. You need to have an, an intelligence and an intuitive nature. That helps. You have to have a work ethic. And if you pick up somebody who is bilingual, glory, hallelujah. She followed my advice. And she's got a superb person working for her and now with her in that endeavor. And so this is a point that I want to make. This is the, the, the colleges, as much as they try to indoctrinate kids, and they're doing a great job of indoctrinating them, they're doing a crappy job of educating them. And so with that, I mean, these there, there were two recent grads cited in this study that demanded $200,000 salaries. And why? Because their professors told them that's what they could expect. And out of these 905 small business owners, the 90% who said it's no longer required, they're even saying it actually is maybe a negative factor, and here is why. He said, number one, we are not seeing any underlying work ethic. It's an entitlement mentality. They have no experience. They lack confidence. They lack maturity. No experience, no confidence, no maturity, and most of all, no work ethic. It's the spirit of entitlement that's totally infected them. The best thing that these kids could do is end up on the street. Too bad. I don't really care. Maybe they can go back and get uh, some other degree or find a skill set or if they're starving badly enough, maybe they could go out and start some kind of a business. I don't give a rip or rat's rear end if it's a taco stand. Huh? That's how In-N-Out Burger started. Not as a taco stand, but as a little burger joint. If you don't have any work ethic, you don't... What does Scripture say? Let the one who does not work, let him not think that he should eat. There's no place in the food line for lazy bums, and I don't care whether they're 50 or 22, just getting out of college. I don't give a crap if they got $80,000 in debt. They're, they're stupid on two accounts to roll up that kind of debt, and number two, to end up in most cases with an absolutely worthless, non-marketable degree. Okay, moving on. I'm not a big fan of electric vehicles. In fact, I hate them, don't have any interest in buying them. Maybe could I be talked into a hybrid, possibly, but not an EV. I don't like the government telling me what I ought to drive. In fact, whatever they tell me I ought to drive, I'm going to go drive something else. I have a certain contrarian nature about me. New study out. If you've got an EV, I, I'm sorry for you. If you're looking at cars, forget it. They are piling up on dealers' lots because people can't afford them, they can't trust them. There aren't there aren't the charging stations. The, those suckers don't work worth a crap in cold weather. Short range, they are such a step back in the world of progress. They're regressive. 
They really are. Oh, I can go 200 miles. Now. So what? Try driving a, the, the three-day trip to New York now takes seven from California because you got to stop every 200 miles and charge it up, and then you hit cold weather and you're screwed and your car won't start, or the battery dies, or it catches on fire while you're at Motel 6. And why are you at Motel 6? Because you spent way too stinking much money on this EV. The survey, the studies show they have 80% more problems than gas-fired engines. Uh, that's why you need to listen to last week's program. Uh, don't buy the, you know, the climate change business. Okay, moving over to, speaking of New York, from California to New York, let's jump over to um, Governor Kathy Hochul who's just announced a plan to have schools. These are not universities. Universities are already doing this, and and students sign up for some of these stupid classes because they need their credit. But these are high schools and maybe middle schools. The article is not clear about it. But it'll keep moving its way down. To have schools teach how to spot conspiracy theories. How to spot, cons- not just what do you think that's going to come off like. They'll say, well, for starters, you just rule out Newsmax. That's all a conspiracy. So forget that when that's how we're going to teach. They're all conspiratorial. And you probably can cut out Fox News because that's a conspiracy waiting to happen or just happened. Sometimes not. Mostly, most of the time it is. They're all conspiracy theorists. Well, you know what? I, I am so sick and tired of the phrase conspiracy theorist because a conspiracy theorist means apparently there's no such thing as a conspiracy, right? I mean, how do you know whether it's a theory or if it's fact? Here's the answer. If you do not like the conclusion of somebody's conspiracy theory, they're a conspiracy theorist because you don't like it. But if you do like it, then it's not a theory. It's a fact. It doesn't come down it doesn't come down or get any more complicated than that. If you want, like what they're saying, you believe them. You don't like what they're saying, you don't believe them. Well, goodness sakes, the teachers' union is so far left, I'm surprised they can walk down the street without falling over on their left side. There's such a distinct tilt leaning heavily to the left by the unions. They suck. Public schools are not public schools. They're government schools. The sooner parents learn that, the sooner your children will not end up living at home wondering why they can't get a job and asking you to pay for their debt because they can't get that $200,000 salary. So why the heck go to work for a lousy 50000 a year in their minds? But let's play this out for a second. So they're going to teach how to identify a conspiracy theory. Let's suppose you actually could determine it, determine that apart from subjective inclinations. You got to dig down to the facts, right? So let's try this one. So you come into the school, and if I could teach at one of these schools, just 15 minutes, I'd come in. I'd say, I'm going to teach you here. Just I'll give you an example of a conspiracy theory. The child in the womb is part of the woman's body. That is an absolute conspiracy theory. It's absolutely, totally false. Misinformation, disinformation. Everybody goes aghast. 
the teacher at the back of the room falls over on her chair. She doesn't break her neck like Eli did in the Bible when she heard the truth. And Eli heard the truth about the ark being captured. He falls over and breaks his neck and dies. But nonetheless, she's over on the floor. And I proceed. I said, well, let me, let's try this. What part of your body can you cut off, like you'd cut the umbilical cord, part of your body, right? Tell me what part of your body can you cut off and then have it live? You cut off your left index finger, does it jump around like a Mexican jumping bean on the table? Well, hey, that may happen with chickens when you lop their head off for about 30 seconds identify for me one part of your body that is alive and kicking after it's severed from your body. Nobody there. There's nothing there. Can't do that. Also, tell me this. Um, how can your left index finger be part of a body of which the right index finger has a different DNA? It can't. If, if your body could have more than one DNA, there's about 10,000 criminal convictions we'll have to throw out if one person can have multiple DNAs. That's right. You see, those are facts. But the fact is that they haven't been taught that and taught to the contrary makes what the schools teach the ultimate conspiracy theorists, that those such things are actually true. Well, you know, I should have included this in the uh, good news. Texas sues Pfizer for uh, misrepresenting its COVID-19 vaccine efficiency. You ready for this? It appears that the vaccine efficiency is actually less than 1%. And we're not including all the people that died from the lousy vaccines. Next, we're going through them here. Poop Francis. I have no respect for this guy, none whatsoever. But he is now identified. I mentioned last week that, uh, you know, trannies can uh, take communion. Trannies, I guess, can be members of the church. Trannies can do this and that. And now he's stating that it is okay for the all-female college of St. Mary's in Notre Dame, Indiana, the all-female college to admit men who identify as women. Isn't that just precious? I mean, what more? I mean, how, how many other tenets of basic biblical Christianity does Pope Francis have to defy, deny, and walk away from before people keep sending that guy money at the Vatican. So if you could identify, if a man could identify as a woman, I'm going to throw this out. Catholic men out there, and maybe you don't have to be Catholic men, maybe you're Catholic women. But whoever you are in the Catholic faith, so to speak, why don't you be a trans identifier. You say, what, are you, what the heck are you talking about? Why don't you identify as the Pope? Be something you aren't. 
put on all their regalia, put on all the robes and crowns and all the crap that that guy wears and doesn't deserve, who thinks he's above the common man and he's below the common man because he's exalted himself, whom God said anybody who exalts himself he will bring low. Put all that garbage on and go around, get some poop mobile, limo, and then step out as the Pope and tell people you're the Pope. What the hey? If a man can be a woman, you can be the Pope. Well, you really can't, but you can identify as it, right? I mean, this is just, this is a guy who rails against the U.S. and against Trump for wanting to have secure borders. Yet the borders they've erected around the Vatican for this crackpot has more has security of which Hitler would have been envious. Okay, back to the U.S., some other place I don't want to live. Chicago. Sorry, I've just never really liked that city. I like the very, very downtown, but that was a long time ago when it was safe. It obviously isn't with 30 to 40 shootings every weekend. Are you kidding me? We are to a break already. I got to speed this up. Don't go away. This is Robin Walter with the Robin Walter Show. We will be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Love those guys. Hey, I'm from a blue-collar state. I've lived around blue-collar cities around the state. That's about as blue-collar as it gets, and I love it. So anyway, hey, city of Chicago. City of Chicago will take any color, right? Blue Or color, collar. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a blue-collar city, but it's Nah, kind of dirty blue collar. Anyway, so there's a lot of illegals showing up in Chicago. The crime is going off the chart, but it was off the chart actually before Biden was in there because they've got lousy mayors to throw a lot of money, crappy schools, and there has been this increase in 
arrests of Venezuelan illegals in two years. So you had Venezuelans coming in and more and more are pouring into Chicago. And I'd like you to take a guess how much the arrest rate of Venezuelan illegals has increased in only 24 months. Now, if there was a 100% increase in arrest, that would be pretty significant, would it not? 100% in two years? If I said it was 500% increase in two years, you would be, and rightly so, shocked. If I said there was a 1,000% increase in Venezuelan illegal alien arrests in 24 months, you'd be flabbergasted. If I said there was a 5,000% increase, you wouldn't believe me. So get ready to not believe me some more. In 24 months, Sanctuary City Chicago arrests of Venezuelan illegal aliens has increased more than 11,000%. I mean, okay, do the math here. 100% increase on 10 arrests would be 20 arrests. A thousand percent increase on 10 arrests would be what? A thousand arrests. And let's just, to make it easy, let's say instead of 11,000, let's say it's 10,000. What's a 10,000 percent increase on 10? Well, now you're at, it so happens, it would be 1,000 percent increase is is 100 that would be a thousand. So if there's been ten arrests two years ago, there's now a thousand arrests. That's and it's more because it's eleven percent. Thank you, Joey Corn Pop Biden. Okay, I don't want to get into COVID except it ties in with. Well, no, I'm going to skip that story. I'm running out of time. I'm going to go back to. A poor man here in Chicago, no, I'm sorry, New York, 94 years old, because it ties into the illegals. 94-year-old man gets evicted from his nursing home because he doesn't pay the rent? No. He'd been there for years. He gets thrown out of the place he's occupied. Was he a rowdy? No. Was he stealing things? No. Was he vandalizing the candy bar machine down in the Lunchroom? No. He got evicted to make room for a hundred, not just his, but for part of the 150,000 illegal aliens that are now in New York City. Now, you see why we can't get rid of the Electoral College. Because Illinois is always going to be Democrat, California. New York, they will always be loaded with democrats. If they want to populate their city and their state with crapsters like democrats do, so be it. That's their problem. But if you get rid of the electoral college, 
And now the presidents are determined by popular vote. Then you've got all these illegals voting in these blue states to throw off and throw and upend the Constitution and the United States, at which point it's time to get up, form our own country, and have the 17 or 18 states, which I referenced, form our own, and uh, we do things a whole lot differently. Sign me up. Okay, trannies, I'm back to this. I, I, I can't stay away from this. So the Nashville shooter, who they who is a tranny, and they would not release his manifesto. Of course, they always release everybody else's manifesto, unless a guy is queer as a $3 bill, and all trannies are queer. They wouldn't release it. Hated Christians. Hate crime, hate crime, hate crime. All trannies hate Christians because Christians, just by their having said so, end up somehow indicting them of their sin and their screwed upness, and they want to take them out. So we have another one here. And they are all over the This is just a note. This is only an example. This, I, I, this just, this, I could fill a whole program with these stories. So the tranny identifying guy indicted. They actually did indict this guy because his threats were too much to ignore. And gosh, the picture of him, he looks like he is such a screwed up goofball. Uh, he hates... Christians, the Republican Party, and black Americans. This guy's white. He hates blacks. So we got this, and he's a pedophile. He's a racist, pedophilic tranny. Well, in the name of diversity, we need to get him on some of the boards in California where they uh, claim that you uh, can't have a publicly traded company there anymore unless you fill it with that, have fulfill a diversity requirement, right? Uh, otherwise, uh, the only, I mean, you know, if you really want to max it out, make sure we've got some um, bi biracial midget homosexual. Let's just really sp spike the punch. But he wrote, he had an indictment that says, bomb the churches. We need to bomb churches. We're going to bomb them. We're going to bomb them. We're going to bomb the churches. We're going to bomb them. You know it. We're going to kill you. And then he goes on to say, but you have to understand, I know how to get to you. And that's by, and he pounds his fist, effing your children, by hurting your children. And that's exactly what we're going to do. I want to just point out something here. All the pedophiles who are queer, they all vote for Biden, and they voted for Obama. Absolutely. The trannies voted for Obama and voted for Biden. The queers vote for Biden and Obama. Obama and Joey Cornpop have a lock on one segment of the voting population. The deranged, screwed-up, immoral, God-hating, child-attracting crowd. The Democrats got them locked up. So why would any right-minded person ever court that segment of the population? Oh, here's another state that uh, will let in the illegals and just, uh, they, want, they want a popular vote. Washington, Seattle middle schoolers are forced, required, 
this is unconstitutional, to force children to participate in certain speech. That goes all the way back to not being able to force a child to say the Pledge of Allegiance. You don't. You can't. You can't force speech, political speech. You could force them to, hey, you're going to have to give an oral report, a book report, orally. Okay, you got to do that. But that's what they got to do as an act. It, it does, you can't tell them what it is that they must say. So this middle schoolers were forced to send email, hate mail, to the Moms for Liberty group. So they send the package with cards saying, Say gay, quote, gay is slay. Stop being a rat. Stop bullying and excluding LGBT youth. These are middle schoolers, folks. Middle schoolers being forced. If you had your, I wouldn't last, well, I wouldn't allow my child to be in there for eight seconds after I found out about it. Whatever the driving time was at school. And in fact, took my kids out of a California school because uh, they were better than what that school pro could provide. And I'm not going to offer up my children as a living sacrifice to some queer and left-wing agenda. And you shouldn't either. And if you do, I'm sorry. Just walk down the hall, go in the bathroom, take a look at the mirror because that's who's responsible. And then you got Queens High School in New York tearing up the halls because they find out that there's a teacher, a one teacher in the school that attended a pro-Israel rally. Folks, this is our next generation. Do they just pick that up? Just uh, watching um, whatever on TV? No, not really. I mean, you go back one generation, they wouldn't have picked that up on Beavis and Butthead, which was pretty gross for its time being. Now it's not anymore. They wouldn't get that on South Park. Wouldn't get it on these touchy, edgy, you know, cartoonish animated programs. They're getting this from left-wing teachers. You, have, you might as well offer up your child a Molech or Ashtoreth than to give your children over to a government school. And you know what? I am so sick of hearing people, mostly on Fox. Fox is more guilty of what, of what I'm going to say here than any network. The people come on, and I've been hearing for two years, ad nauseum. I don't know why Biden doesn't get it. Why we don't know what I mean. What is wrong with Mayorkas on this? What is wrong with these people? Why why can they not see the handwriting on the wall? Blah blah blah. They should be. Why are they are they this intel, unintelligent? They go on and on wondering why 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 why. Knock it off, you crapsters! I will tell you what it is. Biden and all of his minions and the ones who are telling Joey Cornpop what to say and telling universities what to teach and so forth, they hate America. You don't have to wonder why. Now, Joey's demented. She, he's deranged. He's a, he's a nincompoop. He's, uh, he, he's basically an idiot, a nimrod. But a lot of the others, his controllers, the puppeteers, are not. They're evil. They hate 
America. Barack Obama hated and does hate America. His wife, Michelle, the alleged female version of B.O., didn't like America till her husband became president. She even said so. And get out of here. Go back to wherever you came from. Go, catch the, the plane back to Kenya with your husband. I am sick of Fox and, and a few others, not on Newsmax, although they seem to be waffling a little tiny bit, continuing to scratch their head why the leaders are doing and saying what they're doing. It's easy. They hate Christians. They hate um, the, our, the roots of our country. They hate the Bible. They're Christophobic. They're bibliophobic. They hate it. Because whatever is going on in this country that they can make happen that helps absolve them of their sins and their wayward thinking, they will embrace. But as long as they have to face our real history, our inspired origins, notwithstanding our mistakes, yeah, we had a bloody revolutionary war. Yeah, we had a civil war over slavery. But what country has had biblical roots that has not made progress in dealing with its sins. Give me one black person who will wish they lived 25 years ago, 50 years ago, or 100 years ago. I, maybe they're out there. I don't know. I haven't met them. And we have a lot of black listeners to this program because they know what? They know I tell the truth. I'm So I'm so stinking sick of hearing these comments. All right. Why has the world always hated Jewish babies? That's right. The world has always hated Jewish babies. Now, I'm not going to try to get into the children of the promise and the children of the flesh. And I mean, I get emails about, you know, it's not true Israel and this and that. I'm not going down that are down that path. But the fact is, you cannot identify really a civilization that hated its own children more than whatever the civilization is that's been into killing baby Jewish boys in particular. All right? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Kill, when you see the boy... Uh, come out of the womb, kill them. Let the girls live. Kill the boys. Because they didn't want a they didn't want a, a Jewish king. They didn't want uh, they didn't want problems. They they were spreading too fast. They were fine with the women, but kill the boys. Where did we hear that again? Herod. Kill the baby boys. Where were two years old was the cutoff? Speaking literally, actually, cut him off at two years. Why? Because uh, he wanted to make sure that Jesus would be killed because uh, he didn't want to lose his throne to a new king as though he would be threatened by a two-year-old. Kill the baby Jewish boys. Let's jump to Hamas. Rape the girls. Kill the babies. They're more concerned with killing the baby boys than the baby girls. Why? 
because the baby boys will grow up to be fighters. The baby boys will end up in the IDF and will be an enemy more to be reckoned with than the women who end up in the IDF. And after all, let's rape the girls, and maybe we'll kill them afterwards, as they did. But they executed a lot of babies, disproportionately boys. You can't find any group the, which have had more sex-related executions than the Jews. Why? Because Satan animated Pharaoh, Satan animated Herod, Satan animates Hamas. So people have said, oh gosh, you know, you can't go just wiping out uh, Gaza. Yes, you can, and yes, they should. 78 to 84% of Palestinians, civilians, support what Hamas did to Israel. Between 74 to 84%. There's your margin of error. The great majority willingly embrace the execution of those children, the rapes, the executions, the beheadings, taking them as hostages. So they say, well, this is a genocide. No, I'm sorry, it wouldn't be a genocide. Besides the fact, we went over this a few weeks ago, about all the places in Scripture where the Hebrews were commanded to wipe everybody out, man, woman, child, old, young. In one case, the command of Saul was to kill all the animals. He wouldn't do that. He spared the king Agag. And then he spared some of the animals. Oh, we're going to sacrifice the animals. And Samuel, no, no, no. You screwed up, man. Your command was to kill everything. I'm not going to, you want to go, you can go back, uh, it's about a month in the program, you can find it about Israel, that I covered that. But it is not genocide. You have to understand this. You cannot say that whichever side has the most people die, it must be genocide. Because if you did, you would have made Nazi Germany which by and large overwhelmingly supported Hitler, you would have had to come to the conclusion that bombing the daylights out of Berlin and Hamburg and all the rest of the places in Germany constituted a genocide. Why? Well, because more died. So how do you, how do you make Gaza... 78 to 84% of the civilians which support what was done, how do you make them victims when they support the barbarian attack against the Jewish nation? You can't, not unless you just simply don't want to make sense. Now, I'm going to tell you, I think Israel has made a huge mistake here. Starting with a hostage release. They keep putting it off. And get this peace, this little ceasefire, this uh, uh, this little cooling down period. The longer you cool down, the less legitimacy you will have in stepping it back up and wiping them out. You will lose it. I'll tell you, any any stoppage does their does them a disfavor. And I'll tell you, crap on Biden 
for putting the pressure on Netanyahu, who has more brains, more morals, more more everything than Joey and his entire administration collectively for putting such intense pressure on Netanyahu to stop it. Why are they releasing Palestinian terrorists 10 at a time to get one hostage back so that they can go back and they end up turning out to just simply put together another intifada against Israel? This is not smart. And why did they take the hostages? Only one reason did they take hostages. It wasn't to kill them. They killed people just because they feel like it. And the film that I saw the other day, I will tell you, one 10 or 11-year-old boy or girl after another boy, I mean, it went on forever, talking about the need to kill the Jews. That's middle school Palestine. Middle school Gaza. <clears throat> kill all the Jews. They're going to be have a rifle in their hand five or six years. Better off to take them out now. And that's why God, one of the reasons why God said to wipe them out. God did not have any intention of nations that did not share biblical belief intermarrying with the Hebrews and pulling them away from Scripture. They did a good job of that. But they also had to take out the little ones because the little ones would grow up and then execute vengeance against the ones that took out their parents. War is not lovely. It's not nice. God makes the rules. I didn't. So I am going to finish. Well, wait a second. I guess I better finish my sentence that I started here before. So why are they taking the, why are they taking the hostages? So that they simply have an inventory of bargaining chips to get their terrorists back when Israel captures this guy or that guy and they're languishing in prison, this is how they get them back. They're booty. That's all they care about. They're going to get their terrorists back and their revolving door. And Israel, by, by doing this, has conveyed the message, yet again, sadly, that it will work for them. They have actually encouraged and enabled Hamas, Hezbollah, you name it, to continue to do just what they've been doing. They're not solving anything. And damn you, Biden, I mean that. You are in the God's crosshairs for compromising the borders, the the territorial integrity of the nation of Israel and its people with your policies. You deserve to be historically tossed on the trash heap of history because what it really comes down to is Israel does not need us. Israel does not need the U.S. The U.S., though, needs Israel. We do have blessings that are tied to blessing them. We have blessings that are tied to praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We have a blessing where their enemies, God will make our enemies 
if we support them. God bless you. Remember to sit tall in the saddle, America. We ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. We'll see you next week.